As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, baby, your peach is fuzzy. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, this is Marco Malmasi with his very deep, sick kid voice. Uh, I'm here, as always, with Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Mr. Craig Lockwood of Craig Lockwood Records, also known as Chop Knives. Full uh, Tang Records. Full Tang Records. Full Tang Records. I love that. <laughs> uh, we're here at Knife Talk to talk knives, answer questions, give each other a hard time, listen to your feedback and all kinds of great input, and we like to kick it off with the last week, and Craig has had a massive past week so let's hear it craig it's been, it, it has been a big one um i well i haven't even put on an apron or turned on a grinder all week um but i've been grinding in a different way so yeah these my single which just I've just a working little on, bit of bump and grind uh, exactly oh. bump and grind it a lot of that going well easy um <laughs> <Hey>, it's <yo. laughs> um yeah so my single has finally been released so you know i've been talking about it on the show for weeks and weeks and weeks now um and that and the big day came um so yeah we we pressed the button um and it's uh, yeah it, every sale now counts towards that char position which is, which is on friday so Ooh. come thursday and midnight um what happens to the chart company will count up all the sales and then i believe it's around about four o'clock on friday afternoon they announce the the charts every week which used to be quite famously in the uk on a sunday sunday evening uh, but now it's on a friday which is a bit weird um so yeah so so it's amazing how much work has been involved in that really um so for those who haven't listened to jeff's podcast last week uh full blast um i was lucky enough to be the guest um and we talked about everything that happens with with the song right from the idea right through to launch and all the rest and all the technical in, you know everything that you need to do um and it's and it's yeah, I didn't realize how much work would be involved because what you're trying to do is get as many people interested as possible. And obviously, that's mainly by social media these days. And you don't want to be badgering people and just saying, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this, listen to this, listen to this. So it's trying to come up with sort of original content that will sort of bring him into it um, without, you know, forcing it down their throat and... Yeah, it's it's been it's it's been it's been a fun week. Um, we then had our sort of a launch gig with my band. We played a launch gig on Friday where we played the song for the first time live. Um, so we rehearsed because we haven't rehearsed for like a good month. So we rehearsed the song for the first time on Thursday with a piano in our rehearsal room. 
when we got to the gig on Friday, we realized we didn't really have room for a piano. So just on the fly, we'd like, let's just do it on guitar. And um, it went down pretty well. It went, Yeah, surprisingly, because it hadn't been rehearsed with a guitar, um, with a band. Um, it went down pretty well, and we got everybody up sort of doing the la-la-la bits at the end, and um, it, it worked out really well. But we, we played for three hours. Oof. It was a long, long night. It was sweaty. It was Everybody was up dancing. It was, yeah, it was it a good like time. Yeah, you were having a great time. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. I put a little video up earlier today, yeah, of just one of the songs. But um, it was, yeah, it was good fun. Everybody was having a good time. So, so I'm knackered. I'm knackered. I, said, I haven't been in the workshop, but... It's been non-stop and a lot of sort of mental work as well, you know, and just checking things, checking things over a million, million times, making sure everything's right. But, um, oh, yeah. I, it's almost a sigh of relief now that it's all out. There's nothing more I can do now, really, apart from wait till next Friday and just find out what the results are. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been fun, um, but it does feel as if that's all sort of come to an end now, really, you know. I'm back to reality. Um, yeah, but it's been good. So when so, you say Friday, you're talking about Friday, November 25th? 25th okay that's the, when the chart is released so everybody yes, yes, get out there buy your christmas this is what you do buy christmas <laughs> presents for everybody <laughs> get them his new album or his new drop shipping, single shipping internationally um and you can buy it including shipping to the u.s for five dollars just five dollars and you know what you can buy as many as you want i got so i got one for all the families <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Coasters for everybody. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so Frisbees it, for all the kids, coasters <laughs> for all the adults. <laughs> and it, it's coinciding with Black Friday, which is kind of coincidence. Is it really? Yeah, oh. this Friday is Black Friday. So if somebody buys, if somebody buys copies on, th- on Wednesday or yep. Thursday... Yeah, does that still count towards? It does. The Friday? It's, it's until it's until midnight um, British time on Thursday. So Thursday midnight. So yeah, Friday morning, I suppose. There's yeah. Thanksgiving. Get your get your fat asses off the couch and and get yourself a copy. That's it. When exactly. you finish that turkey. Exactly. And <laughs> I, I I mentioned just then that being on Jeff's podcast this week, um, it was it was amazing fun. I, honestly, I loved it. Um, but it was two worlds colliding. So. Obviously, I'm promoting you know the single, so I'm putting I'm putting Jeff's podcast out there as well because we talk about it a lot and we play the you know the demos and little bits of ideas and stuff, and um, so lots of my sort of family members have listened to it and people that you wouldn't expect to be listening to right. one of Jeff's oh. podcasts. So I'm having to apologise to my mother-in-law about you know <laughs> talking about you know Lemmy's penis and the cocaine <laughs> jokes and all that kind that, of stuff. I don't even think that was the worst part. I mean, we went I went a little hard in the paint with you because you know we, on this podcast I like to try to make you laugh so. Yeah, I, and 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 usually when I have a have had someone on full blast more than once, I'll pile up weird stories and try to get you know we'll talk about weird stories, and it's always yes, yeah. the ones I go to are one about people pooping and and, and yes. So there was one story I, want, I wish I could have seen your mother in law's yeah. face was oh, this woman took a shit. Was <laughs> Is this the kind of thing you talk about? Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think about who's listening. I don't give a shit. But it's like I want to just like I want to have a fun time and. If you start to think about who's listening, it's just like not fun at all. But yeah, yeah. I'm imagining your your mother-in-law talking, to, listening about a woman having a shit in the parking lot and getting <laughs> caught on security camera. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I don't listen back to like our podcast or anything like that. But I listened back to that one um, just because you know it was in the car. And my wife wanted to listen to it and so on. And I, as much as it's my own voice, I really enjoyed just listening to our conversation. So mm. yeah, if people haven't listened to it, listen to it. And at the end. You get you get a chance to well it's out on streaming platforms now anyway but at the end we we put the full song 
Um, the, so yeah, it was quite cool. The nice. stories, and we'll leave it alone, but the stories that I yeah. found fascinating besides just how you did it, and I was really grateful that you brought in clips and old clips and like work in progress things, was the stories from Rockfield that mm. you told that like the history of Rockfield. Those are the stories that were just really pretty yeah. fascinating. It's a special place, yeah. yeah. It's cool there. Anyway, enough of that. I've been talking about this for weeks now. People have had enough. Uh, Morocco, what's going on with your voice? What's happening? Uh, well, I've been sick for the last like two weeks. My kid, uh, we got back from my trip up in the Northeast, and he had a little bit of a cold. He was clearing up, and then he went back to school, and then he got the rhinovirus, which is just the typical cold, and he had that for a while, and then passed it to me and my wife. And then just as we were all getting better, he got RSV, which is another uh, like a respiratory virus uh, that just passes with time. Uh, but yeah, passed that one to me too. So uh, and it's frustrating because I haven't been sick in like two years. Um, you know, imagine that, like walking around wearing mm-hmm. masks and keeping your distance from people keeps you from getting sick. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm relishing the voice while I got it. But uh, it's not going to last, unfortunately. <laughs> that's a that's a good one right there. That's yeah. the voice of voices right I'll there. But uh, other than that, in the shop, I've been I've been working on a, a special project. I'm forging on some stainless that I made with my buddy Will Brigham when I was down in California last June. Uh, we forged out some really cool stainless mosaic Damascus, and so uh, this is the first time I've been forging stainless in my own shop uh, that isn't Damasteel. Um, damage steel is pretty friendly. I mean, it's still hard to move, but it's a lot friendlier to work with when it comes to forging. Um, and then other stainless I've forged on. And so it was, a it was a little test and everything stayed together so far. I still got a couple more hours of forging on it. Uh, because like I said, it just moves slowly and I have a, a hydraulic press, which makes everything go a little bit slower as well. Um, but I'll get there, and as long as I don't rush myself, things should stick together, and I'm excited to share it when I'm I'm getting done with it. But I'm forging a little uh, integral, a full tang integral guard hunter, wow. uh, oh, which is a bitch, <laughs> but it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, talking about Dharma Steel, we haven't chatted since the, the Chef Invitational last week. Um, and, you know, Jeff hasn't said what he's up to yet, but I must say it's award-winning knife maker, Mr. Jeffrey Fraser. Mr. Award winner. It was, look, I was very honored. It was a, it was a big honor. And I tell you what, I, I frankly, I have nothing really to add except for the fact that we're just hauling ass over here and, and mm. it's like getting ready in the nitty gritty of Christmas. And then someone in my, in my office, the shop asked me to a couple months ago, if I could add 12 more knives to the Christmas batch. Well, I like, saw hey, that AZ's Christmas miracle, right? Well, it's, yeah. So Allison Zimmer, who is listens to this podcast and enjoys it, and is uh, such a terrific part of Fader Knives. She's a this great spark of energy. She's funny. She's helpful. She's into it. That's the most important part. She's into it. So she's great, and and she's been with us for a little over. Yeah, oh no, over over. She's been with us for over a year. I know because we had a Christmas party, and she came up to the shop for the Christmas party, and that was fun. So she said to me, oh, we, we want to do a, she was having a meeting with Tony before he was going on a trip and we want to have this, uh, we want to do uh, the 12 blades of Christmas. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, well, I don't have anything more to do. And then it's just like every time we would speak, she goes, how are the 12 blades of Christmas coming along? And I was like, it'll be a miracle if I get these fucking things done. And then all of a sudden I was just, I just like 
all right, I'm going to just do it. And I'm like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to pretend like I didn't do it. Mm, and then yeah. I just said, you know what? This is AZ's Christmas miracle. And so we made 12 knives that are going to go just one-offs. That Some of it's going to be stuff that I'm going to do next year and then fooling around and stuff like that. But it was great. So we're trying to get done all of November and December done in the next four weeks, which is going to be tight. Whew. And yeah. it, we had a lot of work to do. It, I, have a, I, have, I have more knives stacked up in the shop now, ready to have edges, ready to go out, ready to go in sets, ready to go. I've never had this many knives sitting in my shop at one time. And I've had like... Mm. I've, I've, the most I ever had was I had 50 something, 50 something for Carl when I did stuff with Carl Ruiz. And then that's been about, now I have like, I'm looking at 80 knives just like oh, wow. need to be oh, finished. Oh, it's been crazy over here. Five weeks till Christmas today, isn't it? It's going to be tough. So don't remind me, <laughs> just don't remind me. So I'm trying to like rest and I'm trying to, you know, work out and get ready for Christmas and you know, oh, who cares? Obviously Go trot. Cares, but you did a turkey trot with your daughter, which looks like fun. I, yeah, every year our town does a turkey trot where it's a good, they're great because they, you donate a turkey and then you run a race. So every year my wife and I did it, my wife had to work yesterday. So I, I, I woke my kid up. I'm like, guess what you're doing right now? <laughs> and I dragged her ass down. We had a frozen turkey that we got and we donated it to the homeless. And then I ended up donating another turkey to the homeless uh, not too long after that. So we got two out, which was nice. And then, uh, yeah, a kid and I ran, went for a run and it was it was nice. And she's on the track team now. Oh, she's a swimming, swimming, swim season's over. And this kid retired from swimming and now just like Bo Jackson wanted to do something else. So she's on the, she's on the track team now and that's great. getting her ass kicked. So that's track was my fun. game. I like track. I love she it. might be a shot putter. The, I great. talked to the coach. Oh man, I wish I was be, there. I could help coach. Well, we, she hasn't even picked a fucking thing up yet. So she's gotcha. been, you know, so I'll, I'll tell when we come to the point, I'll ask for tips. <laughs> but uh, the, other than that, it was great. And back to Damasteel, listen, that was one, one more time. It was a great event. Now I know what I have to do next time. I have a problem. I'm going to remember my, hop in login and password and then <laughs> and then try to do different browsers and it was great it was great the the audio was really good um you did a great job cutting everything together craig and we've got a lot of nice messages about how much fun it was to watch ah, so. it, was, it was good fun you know what you know when i um made a bit of a boo-boo and i started announcing the, the oh, uh, best bit of all the time. winner which best is probably the funniest time. bit of it all yeah um, I, I actually knew at that point that you'd won as well because they all came through. So I had oh. the full list. And I was like, oh, man. And I was like, I, as, as much as I want to sort of spill the beans, you know, the, the, the boss was listening at that point. Right. And she was there. That was the, that was the highlight second. of the bit. The highlight of the bit. <laughs> Talking to the knife makers was awesome. But yeah. that bit where every time you said something, she, uh, Carly would come in was the best goddamn. She's I mean, wagging was like her radio, finger at me. Don't you dare. <laughs> that was the radio bit that you could, you know, only, you only hope for. Something yeah. funny, and you know, she was a good sport about it, and it was great. She was. So. It was good fun. Yeah. And we spoke to some amazing people as well. And again, some of those knives, you know, just incredible. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, that that was. I thought it was really fun. I mean, we've been doing it. What that was the third year. Third third time. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it just keeps getting better. I think we're getting more of the hang of it, especially with the hop. Well, except for Jeff, with the hop in uh, platform. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, well, it's, you know, if you don't, they don't like Google Chrome. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Right. Know, like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I thought it was a really great episode, and, and just like, just yeah, like you guys said, chatting with everybody was really fun. It was super cool. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. could do that shit all. The, we could do that shit more often. I, I, yeah. I kind of, I mean, you would think that like the Blade Show would do something like that, or 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 do or some nice they organization. They should hire us. 
They should. I yeah, mean, it's I'm like, sure. they, they, I mean, that's, I mean, we've now proven that we can do an international event like that very pretty seamlessly. And it's a good listen. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, you'd think that other organizations would, you know, consider doing something like that. And then, yeah. especially because pe- everybody can't go to Blade Show. Everybody can't go do the, right. so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? On I'm just looking at the dates now. So the, the Friday before Christmas is the 23rd. We should just open the lines completely on the, for that show and have a bit of a sort of a Christmas party, if you like. So we, we'll put the, you know, Instagram up and people can just Instagram live into the show and just we'll just take calls throughout. Well, we have whenever. we might have some uh, we might have some listener feedback in regards to calls versus not calls. So, oh, OK. OK. Let's we'll get, get on with the fucking later. show, okay. man. Let's get on with the fucking show. We got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of we have. To okay, care. before we get on, we need, to, we need to tell you this. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. There we go. Okay, what we got? Should we start with some questions? Please. Okay, let's have a look. Can I, while you're looking at questions, can I just give props to Mr. Brian House because he is fucking kicking ass right now, and I just want to give him some props. They're doing a yeah. lot of work over there, and it's really cool to see them do their thing, and they're coming out with the new Forge, and that Forge looks awesome, and I'm just pumped for them because it looks like they're just killing it. Killing yeah, it. he's been ill. He's been ill as well, but he's right. he's back on it. If you look on Instagram, he's yeah, he's he's grinding away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Jeff was already in love with his Forge. Just imagine what it sounds like now. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. When he had the shingles, when he had the shingles, Ash, that's what pensioners get. Had, that's what really old people get. You know what that fucking guy? So he's got the shingles. I sent him a message and I said, "Hey, I'm really sorry. The shingles, shingles. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know." And he goes, "I said, I and I, and I think to myself, I'm like, I'm up here in fucking New York, and he's in Florida. What can I possibly do?" And I said to him, I'm "Like, yeah, if you need help with the podcast, I'll hop in." So he, you know, he to the guys from work for it. He didn't even wait. He didn't even wait a second. He said, okay, I'll give you the, we'll, we'll, we'll send you the, I went, I filled in for him and we had a great time. Yeah. He says to me, listen to this. He says to me, he says, oh, by the way, you know, the, the shingles vaccine is available. And I'm, he's like, you should get the shingles vaccine. And I'm like, all right, I'll get the fucking shingles vaccine. You know, if you have it. So I go home to my wife. I'm like, can you just go out and get the shingles vaccine? And she goes, no, if you got to be like over 50 to get the thing of shingles vaccine. <laughs> so it's not like you can just like go in and say, I'll have, yeah. you know, two of these, two of those, and a shingles vaccine. It's like you're ordering not... coffee. You know, yeah. The shingles, like, <laughs> to me. This fucking guy, this fucking guy, you get the shingles, you get the shingles, all of a sudden it's like now he's the fucking, you know, the doctor of doctors. Get the fuck out of here, man. I thought shingles was like some old Victorian thing, like the bubonic plague or something, yeah. you know. Oh, young Timmy's got the shingles, he'll never make it. Sounded bad. Thing, yeah. I, I've been hearing a lot of people have the shingles lately, but yeah, he had the shingles and look, he's doing whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah, no. I filled yeah, in for him. I filled in for him. <laughs> they gotta stop you rubbing saved on his stuff. Ass, yeah, <laughs> you gotta stop rubbing on stuff. He, I, listen, I filled in for him, and good. He had some good numbers that one, that, that month. He's a good ratings that month. <laughs> Just what they do. You bring me in for the ratings. I understand. I'm with you. <laughs> Let's get on with some questions. Come on. Where are we? Um, I'll take the first one from Seth Ricketson. Uh, hey, fellas, this is probably more so for Morocco. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Um, but I've noticed when I coffee etch my Damascus blades, usually on the flats, there's like a cloudy residue, which didn't etch properly. I hand sand at least two or three rounds from 220 to 1000 using Indasa, Rhino Wet, of course, um, from Texas Farrier Supply. I love this. 
Should I just keep sanding until I get the etch I want, or is there something else I need to be doing? Um, I ask, can I ask you a question? Yeah, that is the question. Okay. okay, okay, that's what he's asking. He's got this cloudy, res- cloudy residue. Um, how do you not have? Right. Okay. So that I attribute typically, especially if you're hand sanding up to a thousand, uh, to the surface being burnished or closed. So that's basically uh, hand sanding or braiding the surface of the steel with uh, sandpaper that isn't sharp or cutting properly so instead of cutting the surface and kind of gouging out and pulling and you know sanding you know like it ought to be it's more like smearing the surface Mm. and it's weird because it's like it's counterintuitive because you think oh if i could get it really like buffed out and burnished and really bright and shiny it's going to etch great and it's going to be an incredible contrast and i've found that is the exact opposite um, huh. And I've actually started pulling my hand sanding back to 400 grit. Um, so my hands, I come off the machine usually around 220 or 400, uh, kind of a mix just depending on how I'm grinding the blade. And then <clears throat> and then uh, I start my hand sanding at 220, and then I scrub at 400 uh, and then finish with nice, uh, pulling nice lines uh, and that's with my firm backing. And then I go to my soft backing, which is like a, I don't know, garment weight, maybe a sixteenth of an inch thick leather. And I put that on my hand, or I have a hand sanding stick that's got that. And then I put the sandpaper on that. And then I gently, like with the lightest pressure, I pull lots of strokes. But I'm always making sure that the sandpaper, and, and, and this is with 400 still. I'm pulling strokes with that leather backing, very light pressure, because I want that sandpaper instead of to like crush through the abrasive, I want that abrasive to be there as for as long as possible, but to still be cutting effectively. And honestly, like I pull maybe four or five strokes and I, I put a new piece on because I don't want that surface to burnish because the burnishing makes, uh, leads to a bad edge. Um, and so I after I finish at the 400, I actually I have a really really nice satin finish that looks more like 800, but it all comes down to that pressure and the, and the having kind of like that finesse on those final strokes. Um, the reason I started going back down is because I was having issues going high in in grip progression, and but when I'm uh, grinding a blade and I come off the machine, say at 220, and it's the end of the day, and I'm like, oh, what does the pattern look like now? I'll drop it in the coffee and leave it in there overnight. And I've come back the next day seeing the most incredible high contrast, like pitch black and high bright silver I've ever seen. And that, But that's off of the machine at 220. 220 is just not high enough of a finish. So I take it to 400. Even when you hand sand, 220 is still really rough looking. So I take it to 400, and then I do that really those finesse strokes to really get a nice satin finish, and it looks fucking awesome now. So mm. I've done work to actually. So that way, also, it's easier on me. I mean, obviously, all this work is hard enough as it is. Anywhere we can kind of um, make it easier on ourselves, the better. And I've been pulling my finish down to 400, which actually, when I first started. Now, I think a lot of people would be like, 400, that's a bullshit finish. That's so weak. But when I first started, 400 was like the standard. Even even uh, Nick, our friend Nick Wheeler, he he only hand stands to 400. And 
it, I think it's particularly important when you're trying to use the coffee. Now, when it comes to ferric, it is less of an issue. In fact, it's basically a non-issue. You can scrub all the way up to 2,500, and you could have burnished surface here and there or wherever. You have a really nice high finish. Um, but then when you go to etching the ferric, it etches no problem. It, it doesn't close up the surface to where it, it can't etch properly. But because the, the coffee is such a passive, slow, kind of mild etching process, like I said, it's counterintuitive, but you need a more open surface than a closed surface um, to get a nice high contrast finish. Man, my voice sounds awesome. It does. <laughs> you could talk, talk for hours. I yeah, think we're yeah. done with the show. Yeah, what's that slapping <laughs> noise I'm hearing over there? <laughs> Easy. Yeah, it is. Ayo. By uh, the way, Ayo is the New York, that's what she said. We've decided, really? Ayo. Ayo. You know, that's the New York, that's what she said. Uh, so so Seth's got awesome. the right idea anyway. He's going to TexasFarrowSupply.com uh, uh, to fill up his basket with Indasa RhinoWet, which is the best sandpaper. We all use it. Um, and he's using uh, Knife Talk 10 and getting 10% off. And remember, that's not just for RhinoWet. That's for anything that they sell that are Texas Farrow Supplies. So just go take a look at TexasFarrowSupply.com. That was a good-ass good answer right there. Yeah. Show yeah. over. See you guys. Show yeah. over. It's time to go. <laughs> Get, the, get out of here. All right. I'll take this next one, even though it's directed, I think, more towards Jeff. Question. Oh, this is from Eben Blades. Uh, question. As someone who's never made a bread knife, would you set your bevels first and then go back and set your teeth? Or is it just flat stock with teeth ground in it? This is something that question. Craig and I have actually talked about on the first episode of Knife Talk where he interviewed me. Mm. I remember, Craig, you said that you were trying to make a bread knife. Yes, yes. God, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? It was like first? six yeah. years ago. Six years ago. Yes, yeah. I remember yeah. all that conversation because at the time, the first bread knife I made, I, I thought that the way to do it would be um, scribe out a line for, your, for your, where your edge is going to be and then use a drill and drill every whatever, eighth inch or quarter inch or something like that, Oof. and then use a countersink to, to Oof, set the set the whatchamacallits. It wasn't that didn't wasn't that bad. And then you grind it in. And then I realized that's it just a it, it looked good and it worked fine. And the guy who has it still using it, but it was like, you know, and then you grind afterwards. Some people do grind before uh, some people get uh, bread knives laser first. jet cut with the serrations kind mm. of profiled in and they grind oh. it in. Now my, my fear would be is that as soon as you start taking on them off them teeth then what? You know, it's right. like it's can't. It's gonna look like the. It's gonna look like a, a mountain range. You know, like yeah. it's not gonna be even. So I. And when you're grinding, those those teeth could could really overheat so easily. I think. It, but it's like losing them. What happens when you lose yeah. one? You know, it's yeah. like you. What do you gotta? You, how do you drive it all back? It's like you're gonna be fighting this right. horrible thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the way I did it is I grind it to, to basically to wherever it's the last, the, you know, if it was a regular knife to like whatever, zero. Yeah, like a carving knife. And then be, yeah. I hand sand it. And then the last thing I do is I hit it oh, with the, I, yeah, well, because I mean, I don't want to, because if, if you hand sand it after the serrations are in, right. you're going to find that you're going to 
destroy the you're you're never going to hit those tips you, you you lose those that crispness too right between yeah the you don't and the surface the last thing you should do is the and and it works great and then you obviously you don't need to uh, have scallops on both sides um, no. so it's one side and then you just turn it over and then you you just lightly gently sand off the uh with uh very you know 800 grit or whatever and then you just pull off that whatever wire edges and you're good to go. Um, I do have, and I, I do have in my highlights on fader knives, deep, deep, deep. I, I figured out a way that the, the last way that I was going to do it. And it, it's a system that I really like. And it actually depends on using the Broadback Ironworks grinder because it does turn sideways and it allows me to be comfortable. And And it's a variable speed, right? You can dial variable speed, variable speed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Broadback guys and I'll come up with like a work rest for serrations mm. maybe i mean they got that, like that highly articulated work rest you probably make use of that i, I just got yeah, one. you know nice. I just you got could one. have you you could have something where you've got like a like a ratchet click and you click down to the next one click well down here's the, the here's so a couple perfect things. space in between each tough when i say tough when, when i talk <laughs> about when i talk when i talk about a work rest i'm not talking about that the blade is on I'm talking mm. about that my hands are resting on. Right. Uh, because right. the most important thing is I see everything like welding where you have to be as comfortable as possible for your travel. Sure. So I made like almost like a little rest for my hands to sit so I can kind of move down the line. And that's really what I'm talking about. Something I add so I can be in a comfortable position. The other thing is is with these work rests, you know, when you're cutting in serrations and you're not moving, you have to move on that contact wheel. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting on the same piece of belt yeah. the whole time the yeah. next thing you know mm-hmm. you sit on that same piece of belt long enough all of a sudden you're gonna have two belts and it's gonna get uh, yeah. you know it's gonna slap on you because you can't you have to be able to maximize especially if you're doing more than one knife you have to try to maximize that belt so you kind of can't stay at one point otherwise you're just gonna wear away because usually when you're doing serrations you're not starting and i learned my serrations from Mareko came in one day we were about to go down to the city and he showed me how he did it on an upright on a, on the you know the wheel on regular platinum and, and i and i did it like that for a while and i just kind of figured out a quicker kind of a different way which makes it more comfortable for me but no, yeah no, no. In order... yeah on the table you made i mean you jigged yourself out and it was it's smart because there's no reason like i said earlier it's already hard enough as it is right so why but would it, I, I did it freehand? But that's because I I I've always done it. Freehand no, but you because but you I, didn't I've only do it freehand too because you actually had one hand on the platen. You had one hand right on, on the. the uh, you were hold. You weren't and, holding it freehand. Yeah. You were. You had one hand true. resting on the top bar so you could hit that that. Yeah, you were pink, comfortable. You were in a comfortable position. And my pinky out is a little anchor. But that's mm. the thing. The, that's the thing is you you kind of can't. You kind of can't you have a work rest for serrations because you're not going to be maximizing your belts. No. You can't sit at one spot no, for the whole time. So, yeah. Well, it could you could have something that sort of swings left left to right as well. So you could yeah, you could, yeah. You would have to figure something that goes up and down. Yes, yeah. Hmm, but it's not up and down. It's up and down on the plat on the wheel. On the wheel. You know, so it, there's a lot mm-hmm. of going on there. I I yeah. found that Getting yourself in the most comfortable position possible, so you're doing the least amount of movement. So my movements are really from my wrists up. Hey yo, well, and it's all on the wrist, baby. Yeah, hey, the, and the way that new Broadback uh, re- uh, tool rest or uh, uh, work table works is that you can set the angle of the actual 
table, right? And then you can adjust the height. So wouldn't you, you could just, if you, if you attached kind of like a little pedestal or something so that the blade wasn't necessarily resting right on the work rest, but just maybe three quarters of an inch off or an inch or whatever. And then you could slowly lower that table down across that small contact wheel. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You if work. you want to do that, you're going to do that. It's, you're going to be there all day. I, or, I, or, I mean, it's just like a lot of work. Yeah. You know? I, I, I mean, got, I found it, oh, you know, being as comfortable as possible and then just using your kind of wrist to kind of feather in, it in up and down. Mm. You're comfortable. And hey, look, yeah. it's, I'm sure someone's going to figure it out. You know who makes, in my opinion, who makes the best bread knives is Nate the Blade Maker. I don't know if you know him. Blade Maker, no. Dude. He's a beast. He's a Forge and Fire champion. He makes these. He makes it look easy. He made, nice. motherfucker makes it look easy. He's got some deadly fucking serrated knives. Those are when I look at him, I'm like, God damn, those are good looking fucking serrated knives. I, I will say from the limited experience I have from making serrated knives that I found that the the sh as shallow as you possibly can make those serrations, the better. Yeah. Because the more aggressive yeah. those yeah. teeth are, they just want to gr either grab the food and. Pull it all over the place, which I've cut myself twice before I made adjustments to my, my serrated knife. Or it tears up your cutting surface, like your your cutting board. It'll just beat the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, so with the one that Jeff used in his Epicurious video, uh, it had aggressive teeth. And I actually went back in and rolled those teeth out intentionally uh, so that when it came into contact with the surface of my my cutting board, um, they were rounded teeth instead of sharp teeth. And I don't think, I think I, I rounded them out probably more than they needed to be, but even just like a little, I don't know, like a 16th of an inch of a radius or something like that. I don't know. Just pull those teeth back a little bit. That'll help. But also you can keep those teeth as long as you're, you know, keeping those scallops or those serrations shallow. And that way you are also a lot less likely to just tear things up. Yeah, um, it's yeah. interesting yeah. that you say that because one more thing is I was yeah. using a lot of it has to do with the size of the radius of the size of the contact we're using right. and the spacing that you're using. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the difference between, you know, uh, uh, I've used to use a, a smaller contact wheel with smaller spacing to have more teeth per knife. And then I made a serrated knife for a, a competition brisket guy. Mm -hmm. And then he said, these are too aggressive. It's tearing the meat. It's not cutting it. Right. So he gave me an uh, example of the ones that he used. And then I changed. I made the contact wheel a bit bigger. Probably the contact wheel ended up being like three-eighths of an inch. And then I m opened my spacing up to like not a quarter of an inch spacing, but something else, like three, maybe even three-eighths of an inch in between. Sure. And then it made a, a giant difference. So a yeah. lot of guys, they just think, all right, just put some fucking teeth in, turn it into a fucking jigsaw, and it'll be fine. I'll cut your whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But there is like differences between how you make these bread knives work. And oh, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you were saying, the teeth can, you know, cut your board to shreds. I got some unsolicited yeah. advice for you. I'll take it Regarding from you. That. I'll take it from Regarding... you. I'll take it from some of these ham and eggers. I will not take it. <laughs> Regarding your highlight, you were saying it's buried somewhere and you got it. You can actually an option. Now you can go up, tap one of your highlights um, and then start watching it. You go down to the three dots in the corner and you can turn that highlight into a reel. Guess and... what I don't want to do. It's I literally it. you push the button and that's it. Guess what I don't want to do? Because I watched it and I look so fucking fat in it. Number one, and number two is, and number <laughs> two is thing. these these. Are any of your in laws listening to this one, Craig? 
No, I'm sure they won't. These cocksuckers watch my highlights, (laughs) and then they start to do their own videos, basically doing the same goddamn thing, and then it gives zero credit, and I'm like, fuck them. They can dig. Go ahead and dig. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you all of a sudden be this fucking genius. Forget it. So that's That's the answer to that, but I do look... Fucking big! I got like a fucking <laughs> big old neck going on. I'm like, I don't want to see. You're that testing again. a lot of bread when you're doing those nights. I maybe. was tasting yeah. a lot more everything, and I wasn't working out, and I was <laughs> drinking a lot of beer, and I looked at it. I was just like, I don't need that in my. I don't need people seeing that shit in my life. So, <laughs> well, never mind that. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Fun. But I've I've only made maybe seven or eight bread knives, and um, I made that classic mistake that you just mentioned: two aggressive teeth on the first ones. Uh, but with regards to uh, setting bevels, yeah, certainly pretty much like Jeff just said, I'm I'm setting my bevels almost so it's almost like a carving knife. It's sure. it's ready for sharpening. Yeah. It's you know it's it's done. Um, and then what I'll generally do is um, just use some some marker magic marker as you may call it, and then just uh, using dividers to you know set my um, my gaps between each scallop, just so I've got a guide to when I'm, when I'm going in there against that small contact wheel. I know exactly where I'm going, so the spacing will be even. Um, but you just need to commit. There's no, you can't, um, you can't fanny about with it. Really, you just got to oh, get yeah. on it. You know, you just got to um, get in there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Just yeah. A, a side note is I for, I forgot I did another uh, article with Food and Wine Mind magazine, and I'm not. This is a humble brag, but it's still, still stupid. <laughs> this is another one of the. It's the exact same article I've done for Food and Wine before. It's the exact same article I did for Savor, and it's a, I mean, the same goddamn thing. Every time I get a message, it's like, we'd like to do an article on knife care. Do you think you'd want to go on it? And I'm just like, for fuck's sake. And Tony Copy says to me, like, I don't know why they don't just re- – they just recycle the same goddamn article ever again. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll be ha- I'd be happy to. I'm such a fucking glutton for punishment. And I w- they were – it was the same goddamn question. And, and number two is – they fucking and I'm gonna have uh, my friend Julia Sexton on full blast, who's a great food writer. We're gonna I'm gonna beat the brakes off of food writers. I had to write <laughs> the whole thing again, and then one of the questions was about how do you clean, how do you fix serrations, and it was the same goddamn questions. Well, what's the difference between this? What's the difference? People don't people still don't know how to do anything, and they're never gonna know how to do anything, and they're gonna keep doing these same goddamn articles. But it was yeah. all about how do you sharpen bread knives, and I was I was like. Thinking about how a normal person would sharpen a bread knife. They how don't. would you even go about doing they that? They don't. <laughs> you, I mean, if you knew, if everybody using the same sort of standard small wheel, um, that small wheel attachment that you're using for your serrations, let's say it's, it's a 6 millimeter or 8 millimeter, whatever it may be. If you had a ceramic rod of that same radius, it would be quick and easy. But obviously you, nobody's. You think nobody's Judy down the, the block is going to get some ceramic rods and measure a fucking bread knife? <laughs> no, no, exactly. But no, but if it if it was a standard, they'd be available, yeah. then, wouldn't they? And no, there's no simple. standard. Yeah, it's the same exactly. reason why there's no edge. Is the standard is all. Yeah, Guys, just, we're gonna be we're gonna be dealing with this for the rest of our lives and generations upon generations of fucking soft-handed people who don't know how to do anything, and we're just gonna have to deal with it. So, beef over. Hey, we need the soft-handed people. Damn um, right. <laughs> They're the ones that make money. Yeah, I, uh, I I will say that th- I feel like there's an opportunity for some of those uh, sharpening systems, whether it's Edge Pro or Viper Sharp or whatever, Wicked Edge, where, you know, how they clamp the vise in and then they have this, it's kind of like the Tormek where they have like a rod, you set the angle, you have the sharpening stone on it, but instead of a flat stone, they could do various radiuses of serrations so that people yeah. could go back in there. And if they use silicon carbide, 
Uh, that should be plenty, especially with hand pressure. To get in there, it will wear down slowly. It'll sharpen up those serrations. And, um, and but here's the problem. Shit. Usually those things have, they're on a one bar. Right. You, if you're, you're serrated, your serrations would be almost in a radius then. You'd need, you they scoot, need to be, you they need to be parallel. They need to be parallel to the yeah. serration. You just work one inch, you unclamp it, scoot it down, work another inch, unclamp it, scoot it down. Oh. Till Best thing since sliced done. bread, I guess. <laughs> Get some fucking sliced bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we take the next one. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to SoulCeramics.com. Because they are even heat distributors, um, they've always got some made up, ready to ship. Um, and if you use um, the link that I'll put in the description, you'll get $75 off and free shipping in the US. Um, so that'll automatically be applied for you. Just click that link and you're ready to go. We have to change. We have so much to get to. Yeah, I, we've added, we've done, we've been helpful enough in the, in the questions. I mean, two, <laughs> we've been helpful enough. In. We got we got a lot to get to. Let's get into some tough dilemmas. We have to hit listener feedback, and then we also have knife Karens. We have a pile of knife Karens. Oh, Here, knife Karens! P.S. Yes. Thank God for the damage steel invitational because I had a lot of stuff. I didn't have to do. I didn't have to do. A, well, I ended up doing a lot more. But for, for this episode, I didn't have to do anything. Uh, the last one. Never mind. <laughs> I tell you what. Let's let's do some dilemmas then. Okay, guys. If you want to send in questions, dilemmas, listener feedback, knife Karens, beefs for the all beef review, go follow us on Instagram, Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, and then you can DM it to us. DM us, DM it to us, and we'll get you squared away. So a tough dilemma is a question posed to us. What do you guys? What do you think I should do? And this one is anonymous. Here's an anonymous tough dilemma. I'm an aspiring knife maker, and I wanted to buy my dad his first handmade knife for his birthday. And I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I see a knife maker I admire post a knife for sale. I ask him how much it is, and he says it's $300. Uh, and, I t- and I tell him, I- and I said I'll take it. I sent the payment the same day via PayPal. He tells me he'll ship it out. This is where it starts to go downhill. He tells me it shipped to my father's address and would be there on my dad's birthday. He sends a picture of the receipt, and he used USPS. I check tracking, and it shows that it was delivered. I call my dad to check the mailbox, and nothing. Weeks go by, and the knife is gone. Now PayPal sided with the knife maker, and I'm stuck paying for nothing. I never something that I never got. I wish I had asked him if he had a signature required. I explained to him that I didn't get it, and I'm not asking for a new knife. I just wish something was done. What would you do if this happened to you, as a customer and as a business owner? P.S. Mm. I did file a report with USPS. And they were useless as always. We've never had a package stolen, and this one time it happens, and it was the best gift I'd ever given my dad, and now I'm stuck with the bill. Oh. So he's had the receipt for the tracking, and... This wasn't like the old whoopsie. This was the guy bought it. He sent it. it. The guy sent it. There was the tracking. He checked the tracking, said it was delivered. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. It's a difficult because, I mean, the knife maker's done everything right. I mean, but the customer is still out of pocket without having anything. And, you know, in a, in a, in a fair world, um, the shipping company would take care of everything. But we all know that that, that doesn't happen. Um, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Recently, I bought some G10 from a company, and it was a hard-to-find G10. I bought a big sheet of it. And I needed it quick. They sent it. 
blah, 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 blah. I got the message. It was delivered and it wasn't delivered. So oh, the shit. next day goes by and it wasn't it wasn't there. It was said it was mm. delivered. So I think to myself, well, what shall I do? I'll call the company and see. I called the company and the guy said, this has been happening a lot lately. And what I would suggest you do is wait a little bit because they'll say that it's delivered and it hasn't been delivered, which is, I'm like, to me, I'm like, that sounds totally crazy. I w- I, and I said, okay, well, in the meantime, I, I can't wait too long. I need this material. So he sent me another one as a replacement. The next day, the first package arrived. And then the following day, the second package arrived. I called the guy up and I said, listen, he said to me, if you get the second one, if it doesn't happen, something happens, you, you know, whatever, you can send it back. So I called him up and I said, I really appreciate your help. I'll buy both. I don't want you to, I'm not sending it back. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting your time. I can use this material. I'll send it back. I never heard of this. That sometimes the 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 shipping co- companies UPS or whatever will say that it's been delivered when it hasn't been delivered. It happens a lot, and I can tell you why it happens as well. Because the the drivers, I don't know whether it's it's UPS, it's the same there, but it certainly happens with like Amazon drivers over here. Oh, yeah. um, they get a you know they get so many they need to do each day, and they'll think okay, particularly where I am, I'm quite remote. They'll say, "Well, I'm not going to go there today because I'll be I'll be going there on Wednesday, for example, and you know I don't want to drive an hour out of my way." So I'll, I'll mark it as 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 sent because I've hit all my targets for the day. Um, but yeah, but then I'll just go two days later and, and I'll take it then because I'm on my way then. Um, because they've got these crazy timescales right. and they, you know and they've got all this stuff to do. I'm not saying it's right, but that's certainly what happens. So they're like fluffing up their numbers. They're making it right. look like exactly. they're doing a good job. When exactly. Some bullshit. Exactly yeah. Bullshit Some bullshit. Job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, cool. that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, because then there's no there's no way for see that that because and this isn't this guy's problem because his problem and I actually sent the we have one very similar to this coming up too. If I'm the knife maker, I'm gonna fucking make a knife. I'm gonna make the fucking knife. I'm gonna do it. That's me. I'm gonna feel bad. I'm gonna be like, all right, look, I take care of you. It doesn't happen very often. That's what mm. I would do. Mm. I'm not saying this guy should. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah. Okay. What? 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 What is so USPS? Is is that the like the official sort of United postal States system? Postal service. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I was just wondering. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. It's not like Fed. It's not like a like a third party no. thing. This is like the official. Well, like a private. No. Yeah. It's a. What is it? It's, it's not okay. federal. Right. No. I don't know. I got this conversation with someone, and I'm not going to comment. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm at okay. the same right, time, okay. it's like we're going to get flooded with. <laughs> By the way, guys, it's a. Trust me, listener feedback next week's all going to be about postal stuff. So just bring yeah. it. Yeah. Bring they it they better us. be careful. They might get blocked. Mm. Yeah, that's um, why they don't fucking yeah, send what do you it to do, you. Though? That's why they don't send it to you, Morocco. That's why they send all the <laughs> fucking complaints to me. Yeah, but then you share it with me, and then I go, oh, cool. I don't want you to block me. Then Mirako finds them and blocks them. <laughs> I shall find oh, you and no, I will no, block no. you. I have done it. <laughs> chase, chase people down to block their asses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you do? Like, I don't know. I guess hopefully. It's That's painful, the cost of doing business, they say. Yeah, it's a painful know? lesson to learn. But maybe in the future, you got to make sure that, that uh, yeah, there's there's signature required and all that kind of shit yeah but that's a problem too for some people it you is know, it's like what if you're not there and then it gets the, yeah. my opinion some people have terrible terrible time i it's either you have a good 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 um good experience with usps or terrible experience i happen to have good experience so like i mean the times i have a problem it's not very much you know like 
I don't have a lot of problems with the USPS. Look, so these some of these guys are on drugs. I mean, what can you do? I mean, you, know, you can't. You know, maybe the guy who brought your knife to your dad's was like fucking on drugs. You know, it's like it's cost of doing biz. Yeah. Well, and it is that time of the year, unfortunately. There are, and and people are stealing packages all the time, but especially this time of year, where sh- a lot more stuff is getting shipped. You just you gotta be on top of tracking shit too, because it's it's a fucking he, this guy's, people are assholes. But this guy, this guy really has he doesn't have anything you can. I mean, there's no, right. nothing you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, no, now no it's just like I just gotta eat it. I yeah. mean, if if it were I, if 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 this ha- when this shit happens to me, I never. I've never been like you're shit out of luck. I've never done that. Mm. Just because this doesn't happen very often, and it's like, you know, good little PR here and there isn't the end of the world. Especially if it's like a three hundred dollar knife. Now it's a three thousand dollar knife. That's a different story. But like, um, can I play devil's advocate real quick? Please, please. All right, we could so... do a dilemma with a first dilemma with Morocco. <laughs> a real dilemma. A real yeah. dilemma with Morocco. Well, this is this is feeding off of this one. So he obviously talked to PayPal, and PayPal sided with the maker. But what if PayPal sided with the buyer? And said, "Yeah, you got to return that money." Well, what, what they don't say. The they don't say. They don't say you got to return that money. It's we're taking. That oh, we take that's that what money. happened to Mert. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. They just. That's what happened money. to Mert. Mert right. Tansu. Mert Tansu. This was a good one on uh, Knife Talk Down Under. Ha ha. Uh, they had an episode <laughs> where Mert was talking about how yeah, this guy who I ended up blocking just because I was terrified. He goes out of his way to make a big production. He gets the knife, and then he says that it wasn't what he asked for. Mm. Then he disputes it with PayPal. PayPal gets his money back, and then he, you're the maker's shit out of luck because the guy he'll say, "Well, he said it was going to be walrus tusk, but it was really like you know, you know, beaver tooth or I don't know what it was, whatever it was." Mm. And then this PayPal sides with the buyer, and then mm. you know the money gets pulled right out of Mert's account. Right, and the mm. guy was a scammer. Yeah, this is the cost of modern day business, guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we have the luxury of being able to, you know, sell online to anybody around the world, but we still got to d- depend on services out of our control, which is can suck. Yeah, yeah. Eh, look, I mean, if for the knife maker, that's the other thing. It's like a lot, you know, the artisan, this artisan thing. It's like these aren't real business people. You know, it's not like LLB. It's not like Leatherman, where you bust off the tip of your Leatherman, they're gonna send you a new one. You know, it's like mm. some guys are trying to make it happen and they can't afford to, you know, make you a new one or, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. fucking sucks. That's the hardest part. I mean, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Mm. You ready for another one? Yeah. Do it. Yes, let's do it. All right. We have Benjamin Benjamin Coffin. Benjamin Coffin says, I had some sketchy people pick up a knife. Benjamin Coffin. No, this is, yeah, Benjamin Coffin. I had some sketchy people pick up knives at a craft fair this year, and it scared the shit out of me that someone could hurt themselves or others with my knives, and I could possibly get sued. I will be making a display with a barrier for next year. But it might be a cool episode with a legal expert and talk about how to protect ourselves from dumb people hurting themselves and suing. Is the display enough or do we need to not let people handle until they buy? Number one, a cool episode and having a I lawyer know I on. <laughs> and having a lawyer on. That is the most boring shit. Fuck ever. that. <laughs> We're going to have a fucking lawyer. I have, well, have we had a couple of guys. We have, like, I have accountants reach out and be like, well, I'd love to be on your show. We could talk accounting. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Let Unless they're sitting on here. the bed with their with their titties out, <laughs> you know, yeah. slurping on a big go. 
Uh, yeah, boy. Yeah. So what do you do? You got sketchy people. They're coming over. They're picking your knives up. Maybe they got like swastikas on their neck or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, it seems to me as if, like, my my thought of that is, well, it, it's their fault. They're, they're dumb and, and whatever. But I know in the U.S. It's, it's a lot more sort of litigious over there and people are sued each other all the time mm. for, you know, ridiculous things. Um, so for me, I, I wouldn't worry. But I know for you guys it's very different. So I'll, maybe I'll sit out of this one. I mean, in my terms of sale, whether it's um, in person or through the, you know, online and then shipped, I I do everything I can with my legalese uh, to cover my ass, um, which are just my my legalese is like the terms of use or the terms of the sale, um, and part of that is that I am not responsible, like it's and, and for any kind of injuries incurred or whatever, um, or damage from you know improper use and shit like that. Um, so that if they're and, and then when somebody pays for the thing they are agreeing um to that and it says it in the invoicing like by paying for this you are agreeing to the terms of service you can find information here and it goes through to the terms of terms of sales page and but but that's that's still not bulletproof um uh, somebody still could come after me and be a fucking dick um so but it's what you can do it's it's the best that we've been able to figure out to, to figure out what we can do to kind of protect ourselves. Uh, I, I guess as well as being uh, uh, an LL or are we an LLC? I can't remember, but getting the business license thing, all that kind of shit, keeping the business separate from me personally so yeah. that if somebody does get hurt, if somebody does want to be an asshole and they get a really good lawyer or whatever and they, and they chase me down, they can only come after assets of the business Things related yeah. to the business, they can't come after my stuff. They can't come after my house. They can't come after any other kind of, um, you know, whatever shit that they could come after. You've got limited liability, yeah. I think, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, his situation is, is like from, like, a, at a craft fair. So right. he's like, you know, some drunk dudes are coming over. Like, when we were talking about not too long ago, our, our friend uh, Rick. Rick. Rick had a, Rick had a guy over at... <laughs> With an ego. <laughs> no, it wasn't the eagle. It wasn't the eagle. It wasn't the fucking eagle. <laughs> I forgot about the goddamn eagle shitting all over his table. No, it was Rick. Um, Rick Hall. Rick Hall. Oh, Rick Hall had uh, was at a table. Guy comes up to sharp to see how sharp the knife was. He oh, kind God. of slices off half his arm <laughs> at the yeah. table. Blood everywhere. Oh, it's like man. who's responsible in that situation? Maybe Rick didn't have like a a note saying "Don't touch." I don't fucking. I wouldn't. I don't fuck. I I can't believe it. I mean, what what do you do? I mean, maybe you could put I the just... disclaimer on your table too. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think putting them in the case honestly is not a bad move, and that way, um, you kind of in control of who's touching things instead of just. Uh, you know, who, who, window shoppers walking around and just touching shit. You know, somebody who is more interested, more kind of a little bit more serious or likely to purchase something is going to stop and take the time and ask good questions and request to ha look at it closer and shit like that um, rather than somebody who's just window shopping. But if it's wide open, of course they're going to touch it. Why wouldn't they, right? It's yeah. a bunch of shiny yeah. shit, and people are a bunch of stupid raccoons, and so they just want to—they just want to touch all this stuff. 
there's going to be a lot of sort of acrylic screens available everywhere now covid's done with oh, right. everybody had those screens everywhere just something you know maybe a 12 inch sort of screen around everything so you can pass things over if needed but people you know <laughs> it's like the pope giving a speech <laughs> with the bullet uh, exactly yes yeah, Listen, yeah. My, <laughs> yeah at yeah. maker camp my friction folders were in the pope mobile and it was yeah. great it was no a one, good move and it no one could too. touch it's a nice little box you made no one could touch them no one could touch them no one even i mean it was like a mental block People mm-hmm. wouldn't touch them. I wish I had some of my hats in the fuck. Some in the middle of the night, somebody came and stole some of my merch. I should have had them in the Pope Mobile, but what can you do? Mm. You know, so I don't like it. I don't. I. I, I wouldn't. It's another reason why I wouldn't do these things, these fairs because you got to talk to these guys, and then all of a sudden it's just like, well, if the guy looks sketchy, what am I supposed to say? Have you ever been in that situation where somebody said to you? Have you ever been in that situation where someone said to you, "I want you to make me a knife," and they look like. They're just the guy that you just do not want to make a knife for. Have you ever made yeah. that judgment? Oh, yeah. And then part of you is thinking, I'm overly judging this person based on his appearance. Maybe he's not a, you know, <laughs> whatever. But like, I've totally been like, I am making you shit. Look at you. <laughs> Your rags, the roof, the messed up tooth. You're the raggedy motherfucker. I'm not making you shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always that same thing, isn't it? So you're out in sort of some sort of social setting, and somebody say, you know, what do you do? You say, oh, I make knives, and you know, they they obviously they cook. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Because yeah. everybody cooks a little. Then like, oh, 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 so, um, so how much would one of those be? And you're sort of, you know, trying to be a bit shifty. You don't want to tell them because you don't want to make anything for right. them. Right. And it's, yeah, it's always, it's always a bit dodgy. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you do something like, uh, so like when you go to a bar and you want to play pool, but they keep the pool balls behind the, like behind the bar, you got to give your ID <laughs> to the per- to the bartender yeah. and then they give you the pool balls. So maybe you would be like, yeah, sure. You can see the knife. Can I have your ID real quick? Or your shoes. Where are you drinking, Morocco? We need show ID to get pool balls. No, no, no. You don't show your ID. It's because <laughs> people they give walk it to away you. with shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, so you, just, you do a trade Z's, and I, then to get your ID back, you, I mean, usually you're paying for the pool balls anyways. But anyways, yeah. At least you, you do pay. it like a bowling alley where you give him your shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that knife. Give me that left shoe, you old fuck. Yeah, <laughs> give me that shoe, motherfucker. You're not wrong. You're not... And then he runs off this one-shoed fool. He's running down the street with a sock, dirty sock. Joe Jackson stealing yeah. ass. Uh, oh, God. Well, I hate to keep the ball rolling, but we have a lot to get to. So I don't know if you would want to do an ad or anything, but we got to get the listener feedback. Let's, yeah, let's celebrate about MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. They're based in Canada. Uh, Lawrence is a good dude, and they sell everything that you need. They're the one-stop shop for knife makers. Steel, belts, handle materials, tools, forges, kilns, and much, much more. Uh, so go take a look. They've always got an offer on their belts as well, and they sell 
combat abrasives there. Um, if you buy a 10-pack, you get one free, so it's basically 10% off as well. So go take a look, um, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and their Maritime Knife Supply on Instagram as well. And did you hear the news? They're also the distribu- the Canadian distributor for Broadback Ironworks. Ah, well, there big we go. Big deal. It's a big new deal. They yeah. they also have a scholarship that they're doing with the New England School of Metalwork. He's, sponsor- right. he's sponsoring two scholarships uh, for the bladesmithing. And uh, and there's actually a small window, so they're they're taking uh, applications, I believe, until the beginning of no, uh, December. Oh shit! Uh, Hurry up! Yeah, so get your ass in there if you think you want to take a course, apply, um, and, and maybe you can get that scholarship and you go take some classes from some classy makers like Jason Morrissey or Ben Breda and all those fuckers over there doing great work. Take your shoe off and file for the. <laughs> <laughs> take your shoe off and pop of the thing so there you go cool do we have any listener feedback Ugh, we have great listener feedback really well okay. we have we this. have uh, it's it's i have to get to the listener feedback um so yeah. guys once again listener feedback this is really funny this one actually comes from kingsford knives <laughs> this is a callback to you craig this is a quote yeah. that you said on one of the podcasts i'll be spread eagle on my laser before i go to the doctor's <laughs> You know what that was for? <laughs> we had, we have ongoing conversations about kidney stones, and I think that they were talking about reaching in and grab, grabbing that kidney stone. And you said, "I'll be spread eagle on my laser before yeah. I go to the doctor." I think somebody said somebody said they could be um, they could be shrunk with a laser, apparently. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. We, And he says, we've missed you, Craig. So <laughs> spread eagle on a laser. Yeah. Um, there we go. This is one that I've been waiting for. This one comes from our listener, Colorado Bruce. Colorado Bruce had let us down a – left us with not the greatest of messages, reached out, and I want to keep Colorado Bruce uh, – Colorado Bruce sending you love. I just listened to your latest Damasteel episode, and I feel like I need to clear the air. On other social media forums, my handle is Colorado Bruce. My review, he reviewed saying hang-ups and call-ins was intended to be a witty headline pertaining to call-ins, not to Craig hanging up on people. So I had been told that people don't like it when Craig has, we have guests on, Craig says something smart, and then he hangs up on him. That's an old radio bit that I used to know, and I told it to Craig in the beginning, and Craig was power-hungry mad with the hang-up power, <laughs> and Colorado Bruce didn't like it. So Colorado Bruce ends up saying, um, uh, not to hang up, uh, okay, even today I generally don't like call-ins, as the callers typically have bad connections and don't have anything meaningful to say. I especially mm. hated the initial call-ins, as the, quote, phone would ring in the middle of someone speaking, and again, the caller would have a poor connection and frequently not add to the conversation. Craig seems seemed to be more excited that he figured out the technology than he enabled the technology was adding value to the show. If Craig had a way of figuring out a way to hold the callers in queue so the call, the call would interrupt the conversation, perhaps during a, hey, man, can I ask you a question, segment would be uh, called, let's take a caller. I think this would add value to the show. So my hang-up comments was not about the hang was not the call-ins. It was, a, it was about the call-ins, not Craig hanging up on people. I love the show. I listen to every week, and I love what you do. Thanks, Colorado Bruce. Here's the problem. Mm. We need a fucking producer, guys. We need a fucking guy behind the scenes, you know, doing, you know, taking phone calls and putting them up on the screen. And then Craig can decide if he wants to go to him. And we're just the three of us here. 
Exactly. Um, and to be honest, I've, I've sort of done that a little bit in the past where if we're in the middle of something, um, quite often I'll just say, oh, we've got to call and we'll stop it. Um, but other times I've answered, I've muted myself so you guys don't know whilst I'm talking to somebody mm. and I can tell whether they've got a good connection or not. And I'll say, wait, wait just wait a few minutes and we'll, we'll bring you oh, in. Jesus. Um, and we've done that a few times as well. So people wouldn't know that. But um, it's hard. It's just a headache. It's just a real headache. Because yeah. Like a yeah. Lot. it's a lot. It is. It, it's, yeah. It would yeah. be like I listen to talk radio shows and they depend on the callers. And mm. if the, and then you can tell that the callers don't know what to say when they get on the phone and they're like, hey, man, how are you? And then the, then the radio guys, oh, how are you? And then, oh, good. How are you? It's like, oh, get to the goddamn thing. And then yeah. if their callers yeah. suck yeah. or their callers <laughs> are no good. So you have call screeners to make sure that the connection sounds good and then make sure that they know what they're going to get to the point. And it's it's too much. I I would love to be. I mean. You call if we get. I'm in my mind. I'm thinking to myself. We give enough. We give a few more. We get a year more of this, and we could start approaching and do a real, t- real fucking radio show. I really do believe in my heart. This could be a. Re- we just keep going the way we're going. Nobody wants to listen to us. You're crazy. Very small. You're crazy. Niche. You're crazy. I'm. I'm convinced that. I mean, this is going to be. This will be. The maker community will break into. Talk radio, satellite radio it is a, it's not even a question. I think that they're just mm. they're saving so much money on podcasts that I I'm convinced that it could happen. So that, I think it'll go the other way. Talk radio and so on will cease to exist, and everything will be podcasts <laughs> where people can listen in their own time when they want. Well, and... the only podcast, the only talk radio that is that works that cannot be a podcast is sports radio, mm. because sports mm. radio is very in the now like you don't want to hear about the game three weeks ago like there's just like there's just no way so sports radio works for live radio but a lot of people don't like it i listen to it because i like the radio aspect of it but Mm, yeah we're with you colorado bruce glad you're hanging in there with us um the next one and here's here's the opposite one this one comes from david hall thank god the hook is back get him craig i love it (laughs) so it's like you know that's this whole thing it's like some people like this some people like that so Exactly. Yeah. Oh, last uh, two weeks ago we were talking about uh, hunting and knife hunting. Well, we got a lot of qu- guys. You and I, the three of us, we don't know shit about hunting. So that's just number one. Is we got a lot of this. Brigham Kindell writes, "It's the hair on the that that fills the blade when processing animals. I hardly touch the bone when processing. The hair is thick and acts like ceramic rods. We were talking about what oh, what makes what makes yeah. knives yes. dull in hunting, and I got a yes. pile of people saying." It's the hair, the animal's hair. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when you're reading out these feedbacks, um, we we talked in the past about uh, knife Karens. I know we've got some coming up. But every one of these feedbacks, I'm imagining in in in, in, a, in a Karen voice. They're all they're all. They're, you know what? It's the hair. It's the <laughs> so hair, man. I told you. It's the listen, hair. we get a lot of them. So most of them aren't like that. Most of them are trying to be helpful. Most of them are just like, they think, oh, well, these guys don't know. And P.S. Yeah. No, that is helpful, actually, because we did think, I did think it was the bones. Me? So, yeah, I'm just... I love to say I don't know. I don't know shit. And, I, and I'm yeah. the first person to say it, so God bless him. Paul Jansen says, hey, cuties, I got some feedback from you. The biggest problem with hunting knives getting dull isn't the bones. They do play a role in it, but it's mostly the fur. Most people don't think about it when cleaning game, but the best way to dull your blade is cutting the fur instead of making the initial cut and then running the knife on the inside of the animal so the cutting the skin not the hair bones are a problem but not too as the process knife is parallel to the bones americans are so lazy they don't want to have to take any responsibility that's why replacement blade knives are becoming so popular as soon as 
it's dull, you replace it and it's sharp again. No extra effort on having to care for the fucking blade yourself. Unless you got yourself a Montana Knife Company knife. Then yeah, he's hey, still sharpening. He's, 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 he's got a D. You can send your knife into him. And he has it's not even just the sharpen. It's the whole cleanup. They'll even rewrap the blades and stuff. It's crazy. Look at you. Go, yeah, send it to Montana. Send it to him. Yeah, <laughs> People start sending non-Montana. Yeah, send them all. Send everything you got. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, do it. Why not? Who cares? I mean, send something for somebody else. See what happens. I, I thought you. Could, I bet he'd do it. I bet you if you sent something to Josh. And he says, I know this isn't a Montana Knife Company knife, but it, I'm wondering if you put an edge on it. I bet he put an edge on it. He probably would. He probably would. He's a good guy. Yeah, send a butter knife to him tomorrow. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Okay. Uh, to the point sharpening. Hey, cuties. Love the Damn Steel show and the live and in your podcast. It's tough to take it all in. So I'm, It's tough to take it all in live, so I'm glad you were there to capture it. I've been listening to the show forever and always chuckle about the ragu a la bolognese debate. <laughs> what struck me during the show is that the debate center around whether or not milk was in the ragu. There's an issue that's question um, that question as multiple types of ragu exists and some within and without milk. Ragu a la bolognese. You're probably surprised to hear that. So, Jeff, I'm with you. I went all the way down to John with you. As I recall, you were about putting milk in the bolognese. Take care, fellas. I don't really give a fuck, to be honest with you, but there's just like different people. And that, for some reason, that one's the one that. Yeah. Can I can I put a final say on that? Please. We, we'll I'll never talk about it again. I love it. So I'm my sure. feeling with that is um I've started putting uh parmesan in my ragu. So not at the end, but actually in the ragu as it's cooking. And what that gives you is this sort of creamy um consistency and it just makes everything feel a bit fuller. Right. Luxurious. Richer. Exactly, exactly. So I think what has what has happened maybe sort of um like a farmer's version of that or a, or a poorer version of that would be to add a little bit of milk. Mm. Trying to emulate adding it's, the cheese. It's a northern so thing. I think versus, that's maybe where it's come it's from. It's a northern thing versus a southern thing. Because I mean those Italian yeah. comp, those Italian people up in the north have more dairy and then less olive oil and they're using more dairy and stuff like that. So that's just it's regional. Let's just say it's regional. Okay. I mean, it's okay. We're, we're done with We're, done with it. Okay. we're fucking done okay. with it. <laughs> all right. This one, get ready. Get ready. This is an, I made this anonymous because I respect, the, I respect this person. Just for your information, the queen that died recently and Mr. Lockwood, that, that Mr. Lockwood mourned, had signed the deaths of many young men in Cyprus. Some of them were relatives to me, and other were other were relatives to my friends. Speaking about my grandparents' generation, of course. Um, but since this is your podcast, and I've already unfollowed the podcast, I will finally, I will certainly find another one. Oh, so Craig. Okay. So he's not listening. We can say what we well, think. Well, okay. I mean, I. Th- I mean, I, I certainly, you know, sorry for the loss and all the rest of it, but I think any head of state has blood on their hands because they need to make some really difficult decisions. Um, you know, I'm sure it, it wasn't personal, um, but hey. Well, you shouldn't have you know. voted for her. You don't vote for her. What? What? Don't vote. Don't vote. What? <laughs> Wait, were you, were you involved in the, the, the inner policy of the Queen of England two generations ago? <laughs> no? no again then she wasn't voted in it's 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 handed down it's it's the bloodline look um prima gentry that's what it's called 
Oh, so you had no control over the situation. So basically, you were like Stockholm syndrome on the love for your your appreciation towards the queen. You had no choice in the matter. <sighs> we were personal friends, and um, she was she was good to me. Yeah. Once in a while, look, you can't. You said what you said. Once again, once in a while, we will get. We've been doing this for five years, and we say crazy things. Sometimes they're yeah, really crazy yeah, things. Yeah. But then yeah. once in a while, someone and this person has been with us for a long time. This this listener has been with us for five years. I remember mm-hmm. I've put messages. I've put his questions up a lot <laughs> from Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Everybody has a line, and it's a st- usually it's the line you don't expect. He's been listening. Do you think somebody is like Craig said? He's going to put his balls on his laser table and laser his nuts. Do you think they're like, I'm unsubscribing, this is... I mean, you know, your mother, your mother-in-law probably, but... <laughs> your mother-in-law, she's like, I'm not listening to this drivel anymore. But here's a guy who's been with us for a long time. He's been, he's been submitting questions for a long time, and then all of a sudden, yeah. this one goddamn thing sets him off, which is fine. Once in a while, we'll get that. Once in a while, someone will send me a message saying, I've said something that they didn't... One, one person didn't like the fat jokes we were making before. Fat feeling. Right, I didn't okay. like that at all. Fine. Yeah. When you go out of your, your way to say, I'm leaving. Stomp your feet. I'm leaving. I don't like it when you talk like this. I'm leaving. Fine. However, we have to have a few stipulations. If you're a knife maker and you've been listening to this podcast for a long time and you've learned anything, anything from this podcast, and you decide that morning and he wasn't upset when we fucking you when you uh eulogized what's his face the other guy next week what happened here? you know who is it coolio for christ's sake and that didn't bother him at all <laughs> if you've learned anything from this podcast and then one thing sets you off and you're going to stomp your feet and you're going to say i'm leaving then you need to give back any information you've given to us <laughs> you are not allowed give, give it back give it back you are now any offici- discounts you've received from us give us the cash we want it all you have <laughs> you're officially if you've been making knives you've we've helped you we've paid we've kept you company we've helped you in any way any way we to help your business or help your mental health you got to give it back you cannot have that information anymore you cannot use that information anymore <laughs> There we go. Am I being unreasonable? No, <laughs> not, not so. at all. You can't give use it the back. Information. Give it back. We should put that in our terms and conditions under every episode. Fucking give it back. If you're going to stomp <laughs> your feet and you're going to say, oh, I don't like that he said something about the queen that he knows nothing about and nobody about and I'm stuck with this fucking queen. You got to give it back. Give it fucking yes. back. But on a serious level, we 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 joke around. We never, we never, never, ever intend to sort of, you know, piss people off or you know to you know to hurt anybody obviously obviously we don't do that but i just think that's very much a sign of the times when people if you, you hear all the time people people that they disagree with somebody but then they can't get on right. it's like right i'm dead out of my life now then cancel like, culture it's just, exactly it's, it's, like it's, not so can, is... it's not so much canceling it's just a case of they can't sort of you know be around people who have a slightly different opinion on them on Can, something and i think that's really weird there's a couple things cancel culture is a stupid expression because it's been ha- it's not a new express it's a new expression but it's been happening forever 
Yeah. I mean, fucking Al Gore's wife tried to get Ozzy Osbourne canceled because he didn't. She didn't like that he was like, you know, singing heavy metal. You know, the, yeah. this idea of boycotting has been something, and companies, you know, acquiescing to boycotts is something that is as 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 old as time, or as old as you know, whatever capitalism is. But that's one thing, and then the other thing is is like. Why would you want to listen to someone who thinks exactly the same as you do? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. You can't. Are you so afraid that you're going to be like manipulated by someone who has a different opinion of you that you can't like yeah. separate your own values from someone else's? Yeah, and I think everything is so black and white now, and and everybody's got this sort of tribe. Either in my tribe, or you're not, and if you're not, we can't even. I speak to each other in, and i say black and white is really red and blue isn't it you know and it's just like if you're not the same as me we can't we can't interact with each other it's crazy i'm offended that this guy is punishing mareko and i for you <laughs> for some... <laughs> i don't think that's fair i think it's either you either give it all back because i know you're listening to this one you little bastard you little cypress <laughs> bastard you cypriot you're listening you either give it back or you have to li- you have to listen and then just don't listen to craig it's like it's, it's like fucking <laughs> Put him on mute. This is yeah. bullshit. You can't punish us. It's bullshit. Right. I'm not going to be this podcast where we apologize to our our listeners. No, I'm not. You got to give it back. Give it back. Can't use it anymore. You're you're stuck. And then if you've gotten anything from us, Rhino Wet, you got to you got to any kind of discounts you've gotten over time, or friendships you've made through this podcast, or inspirations you've anything, you have to cut it all out. All of it. We want it back. Yeah, it, you can't stop listening until you got a problem with at least two of the three of us. Then you can fucking go. <laughs> you know what? Speaking <laughs> yeah, of which, the majority. Which, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I'm. I'm. I think that. I think that Mareko is now. He's shot the moon. He never. No one ever complains about you. The golden child. So, which I love. I love the fact that they go after me and they go after Craig. Which I. I appreciate. Because they're afraid to with Mareko oh, now. Terrifying. We know yeah, why. He's going to yeah. go after. He's going to find him. He'll fucking show up at his house and block him on his front door. <laughs> Hey, I'm a reasonable guy. Fucking yeah. people I don't know will shoot me messages, and I will chase down my own posts and send them the link without blocking them. Although, that would be a good move. Send them the link and be like, and we're done. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Blocked. There's nothing else I can help you with. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, if you, my man from Cyprus, you're listening to this. Give it back. You either listen and apologize. That's it. You're going to listen and apologize. You're going to apologize for threatening to leave. (laughs) And then, or you're going to give it all back and you're going to write on the DMs, I apologize or I'm giving it back. I'm back to making whatever. I'm back to making slingshots in Cyprus. I ain't making knives no more because I learned it all from you. So this (laughs) sets us up perfectly for something we've been pushing for not too long, knife Karens. We were talking about knife. Yes. How did knife Karens come up, by the way? I think somebody on a call maybe uh, said the phrase. Or I, I'm, I'm not, I said it passively, just like. like ah, okay. Sounds like a I knife I can't even Karen. remember the contest. And the context. The context was along the lines of people who, you know, they'll say something like, that's not forged. Or, you know, some, mm. you know, somebody doesn't know anything and they're, at, you know, calling for the, they're, they're asking for the uh, manager. So. Yeah. I've asked yeah. the listeners to send in their knife Karens. 
and I have a nice long list of them if you want to talk, if you want to listen and see what you think, and then we can comment I on each. I wish I had a jingle for this. I really do. It needs to be a, it needs to be a bet every week. We had Knife Karens complaining about the jingles. I don't like it when, I don't like it when Craig plays the jingles. They're corny. You know? So. Not all of them are corny. Come they're on. fucking great. All of them are great. They're all great. You even played a jingle on Full Blast, which I was happy about. So, there I we did. go. Full Blast. What was that? What was that? Sorry, I thought that was fine, but it wasn't. It sounded good to anyway. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I'll press that again. It gets, it's so something if you past. want to send, and, and then in the meantime, so you're back, guys, you are still on Knife Talk Podcast where you can apologize to us in the DMs, or you can send us uh, Knife Karens, your Knife Karens, and I'll read a list of Knife Karens, or more importantly, we're getting ready for the All Beef Review, and we need you to send in your beefs, and after this, I can give you an example of a couple beefs from the past that are great. DM us your beefs. Okay, Knife Karen. This one comes from Justin Miller. Here's a Knife Karen for you. When someone finds out the tools you have, <laughs> someone finds out the tools that you have, and they say, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Oh, I could do that if I had the tools. That is the most obnoxious thing people can say, isn't it? Yeah. That it's the tools yeah. doing all the work? Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, Honor Kagler said to me all the time. He's like, people say to me all the time, he's like, if I had that mill, I could make that, you know, <laughs> cable club or whatever it is. <laughs> all right, Ronald Knives is a few of them. He goes, any mention of the world, any mention at all of, quote, real Damascus equals knife Karen. Get in the bin. Oh, my God. And then asking, how many times have you folded that steel? That's a knife, Karen. And bonus, mm. can I speak to the manager points if it's a stainless knife? So that whole Damascus real thing is quite a funny thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever still get that, Mareko? People, people come into your shit and say that's not real Damascus? Uh, I mostly see it um, when people are trolling on like uh, like on YouTube posts or sometimes other people's instagram posts and stuff and it's just obnoxious yeah it's stupid do you think the move would be to if you want because i know that charlie had charlie lionheart had a problem somebody was giving him grief about it's not real damascus i mean you know you can't if you if you're throwing shade at charlie i mean you're really barking up the wrong tree it's like yeah and he made what, a whole... yeah what kind of piece of shit do you gotta be <laughs> to fucking give charlie ellis a hard time i heard he was from cyprus <laughs> you know, I'm sorry if you know. <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. All right. <laughs> Plumly Knife says, here's some knife, Karen. Those have made a knife or two so they know what they're talking about and want to tell you how you should make yours. For example, telling me my knives are too soft because I forged them with a gas forge instead of a coal forge without ever seeing <laughs> any of my knives in person. Oh, my God. Yeah, your fire is cooler than my fire. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of people who do believe that you get uh, more carbon in your knives if you use coke forges, right? Yeah. I mean, carburizing is a thing, which means that the steel uptakes carbon, but that is that requires a lot of time and high temperatures and excess carbon floating around, and it's <laughs> and also if you if you don't know how much is if you're doing that intentionally and you don't know how much is going in, you don't know what you're getting out of it also. Right. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's a great thing in the first fucking place. Especially if your material is already starting with a high carbon content. You're potentially ruining that material by baking it in a coal forge or coke forge. It's like making a cake and saying, this needs flour. You dump the whole fucking <laughs> bag of flour in it. That should be enough. 
Uh-huh. This fucking thing needs flour. All right. Uh, Nick Alpin says, hey, guys, here's a knife Karen story. Not necessarily Karen's, but every Forge and Fire reference shaved off in a few weeks from my lifespan. Uh, we have ducked. We have ducks in our home. Uh, we had a duct. We had duck work in our home replaced. And the county inspector arrived. And as I walked them through the house, home, he proceeded to tell me about his disdain from, for NASA, a big presence here in Central Florida, and his love for Elon Musk and how he looked forward to approaching retirement. He spotted my workbench, tools, and knife build projects in my garage. 50-50, he was going to mention Forge and Fire. Mercilessly, he didn't, but he did state that Forge knives are the best knives. Nothing else is better or tougher. As a stock removal guy, I shrugged and moved him along before the politics entered the conversation, which happens in fl- this all the time here in Florida because this is a fl- hellscape. Hope you have a great week. <laughs> Can you <laughs> fucking imagine an inspector comes into your house? They already have a position of, you know, when inspectors come to your house, they're in the position of authority in your house. Right. So yeah, they can you need really, them to be on side. And yeah. they can basically say, I mean, they can just arbitrarily do whatever. Can you imagine this fucking guy? He knows he comes in, he's going to come in and he's going to tell you how you fucking make a knife. That's hilarious. So, uh, Legacy Blade, you want to keep going? Let, yeah, do a couple more. Legacy yeah. Blade says, here's a knife Karen comment. Are any of your knives sharpened at a 17 degree angle? Like you can tell the difference between a 20 degree angle and a 17 degree angle. Get out of this. Get out of here, you knife Karen. So... That is something that uh, when you get a customer, I mean, Mareko, I'd be interested to hear what you think. Have you ever had a customer say, what Rockwell are your knives? Uh, Do you think that they really know what they're talking about? No. I'm sure I have, uh, especially at a show. Um, But no, they don't don't know what the fuck they're talking about because the Rockwell hardness is only one data point of the overall Mm. thing that somewhat speaks to the potential performance of that tool right and it's like cool it could be 60 rockwell but it's if it's a eighth of an inch thick at the edge and then you sharpened it at a 17 and a half degree angle like what the fuck good is that that's not that's not good for that's good for nothing right so who gives a shit about the rockwell at that point i do when any there's some buzzwords that people say i mean and i always say what the fuck do you i don't say it to him but i usually say it to allison <laughs> allison will send me a message this guy wants to know what the rockwell is on your you know your what a like, the f- don't worry about that. Ah, well, I'll take care of this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. There's another guy that doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, and it's just people wanting to feel, like, I mean, we've said this before, but people wanting to feel like connected. they know something. They want right. to be acknowledged. Yeah, flexing. Yeah, exactly. Flexing. Wanting to be acknowledged for being knowledgeable. And it's just like, actually, most of the time, people should just shut the fuck up. But they don't want Honestly. to. <laughs> they want you to be like, oh, you're quite a, you're quite an enthusiast. Quite the connoisseur. You, know, you, are, you, yeah. you clearly so know what you clearly know what you're doing. <laughs> you know yeah. that's what that's what that hope is. Is like I'm connecting, I'm connecting mm, with yeah. that person. I would imagine it being like if you were like a fighter and you take a couple jujitsu gloves. Oh, he's gonna rear naked choke that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden it's just like yeah, you know. Or I can imagine. Can you imagine how angry you would be if you were a professional fighter and you heard people come up to you and say, "Yeah, you know, you should have given him a left and then a oh jab, but I don't know you give him a kick." Oh, I bet that happens so much too. God, yeah, you just want to quarterback. kill these people. You want to kill these yeah. people. Uh, thirsty. Uh, uh, Jeremy Burtonshaw says, "Here's a knife, Karen." Uh, you need quote. You need to give me a discount. You can't charge that much when you're not on a Forge and Fire champion. <laughs> oh my god! 
Thirsty Work Industry says, here's a knife, Karen. Damascus, huh? Did you order steel from the Middle East? No. You should really Google what Damascus steel really is before you start passing that off, as it's just more than pattern-welded knife. Uh, here's a good one. We can end on this one, and, and then we can keep going. Actually, we can. I want to just do a little bit of, on... Uh, on uh, the I'll be for view, but Naren McDonald, who we met at Maker Camp, Naren's a fucking good dude. Uh, oh, yeah. He said, uh, he said, hey guys, I think I got one that probably fits in the knife Karen category. A woman reached out to me a few months back saying she was interested in commissioning an, a custom knife, so she went through the whole spiel with material. So I went through the whole spiel with the material pricing, and she ghosted me. A month later, she managed, uh, she messaged me out of nowhere for me to teach her how to make a knife. I told her I don't <laughs> have the time. The recently, uh, then recently, she saw that I was forging a knife with a friend, and she commented on my post with a, it was the scratching your chin emoji. I guess the scratching your <laughs> chin. Say, I see yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, she wanted me to, she wanted free shit, doesn't value my time, and I spent, uh, that I learned the craft. She can go uh, play a nice game of hide and go fuck yourself. So. Ah, that's it. I'm with you, Nair. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to say one or two more. Uh, oh, but let's finish off with Brigham. Brigham Kendall says, uh, I think I could be a knife. I might be the knife, Karen. I have a buddy that keeps buying Amazon Damascus because it's cheap, and I keep telling him don't trust it and buy from a reputable maker. Am I a knife, Karen? No. No, no. I think that's a valid Brigham. point. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're trying to be a good friend. Yeah, Nair, Br- yeah. Brigham, you're not a knife, Karen. So, And on that point, before we go, we quickly need to mention Dharma Steel and the discount that you can get. If you go to dharmasteel.se, um, if you listen to last week's show, you you know some of the stuff that you know people are making with it. Beautiful, beautiful award-winning stuff, may I add. Um, if you use Knife Talk um, on checkout, once you have your account, um, you'll get 10% off. Um, and I think the only other thing we need to mention is, is Broadback and their current discounts. Um, do you guys know what they are? Well, number one is this is coming out on Monday. This is uh, Thanksgiving week, and the Black Friday sale, which is November 20th through the 27th, Broadbeck, this is Broadbeck's shining, shining time. So go over to them. They have many discounts on uh, pack knife grinder packages, on attachments. They have discounts on all the attachments, on discounts on the surface grinder. They have massive discounts. You can go check out their stuff. They are discount regardless. They are an awesome grinder. I have two of them and I love these grinders. And God damn it, they make the best grinder around and they're the number one grinders we use. And you should definitely go to Broadback Ironworks Check out the discounts and on the from the 20th to the 27th, activate, 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 swamp them. Get yourself some of that Broadback Ironworks goodness because they make great. They're grinder, they're knife makers making great grinders for knife makers and woodworkers and metal workers and sculptors and they're they're dynamite. You have anything to add? Anybody anything to add? They saved my ass recently. I got back from the Northeast and the shock on my grinder had gone out and it's just something that happens but i i didn't i wasn't grinding right away and uh um after i gotten back it was a few days later and right when i was ready to go grind the i realized the shock was dead and i was like fuck what's the shock uh, it's the the tensioning shock on the oh, arm, oh, oh, on the tensioning oh, arm and oh right yeah, yeah. sorry it's like a yeah uh the piston like the spring the piston the, okay the adjustment piston yeah and 
and they they were on top of helping me out. I, it's over on the parts par- portion of the website. If anything uh, stops working for you, and and they'll take care of you. They got it sent out, and it was back. I was back at it two days later after it arrived, and it was perfect. So I I tip my hat to them for helping me out get get back and running again because I was in a tight spot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they understand. They're makers themselves. Yeah, they understand. Exactly. Okay, a final reminder for beefs. So every year we do our all beef review. Um, if you've got any, make sure you're sending them through to us. Uh, DM us at Knife Talk Podcast. Um, anything else? Let me add? give an example of a beef. So what okay. a beef is, is you're just bitching and complaining. This is basically, I don't know if it's, we're going to have it before the new year or right, the, right after the new year, but it's going to be the 2022 all beef review. We're reading all your complaints, beefs. It doesn't have to be about knife making. It'd be about anything. Here's an example. Chad Kimmel, our old friend Chad Kimmel, says, My biggest beef this year is explaining explicitly the pros and cons of high-carbon seal than customers complaining about the patina forming on the, har- the high-carbon. I'm switching to 440C just to avoid the conversation. Yeah. And then uh, Andrew Lichtenstein says, here's a beef. People that park in front of the UPS store to, quote, just run in. Just park the fucking car like everybody else. See, it can be about anything. Yeah. Anything you want, but don't say people. I, that, I can't stress this enough. If we do knife Karens. No specific names. Do, yeah, some of you guys are a little bit, like, too close to the vest. And it's just like, we're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings except for the guy in Cyprus. You got to take it back. <laughs> you got to take it back. You got to take it back. You got to give it all back. Get all his information back. Um, so send in your beefs. It's a, it's, I think besides the damage steel show, it's my favorite cause we're just laughing the whole time. So read, get your beefs in and, uh, that's it. And I know that Craig that's doesn't want to push it again, but you got to go buy his fucking single right fucking now. Get it number one uh, push, in Cyprus. Those number, get, get one for everybody. <laughs> number on one in Cyprus. Everybody in Cyprus. <laughs> get number one in Cyprus. God save the queen. Uh, get them for uh, all your friends, all your family members, Christmas present. They make great stocking stuffers. There we do. And I'm going to ram it down everybody's ears because when the show finishes, um, once you hear our, our outro music, um, I'm going to put it on nice. again so you will hear it. Right. I think that's a show. What do we think? Hour and a half. Not we bad. An after Not show bad for about Sunday night. We can't be stupid if we didn't talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, this will be live tomorrow. So this one's a fresh one. This is fresh every Monday Give morning. Back. Speak, to you, speak to you very soon. Give it back. Oh, we had, we'll do this after show. <laughs> yeah. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. There we go. We haven't talked about a title. Um, I've written a few notes at the top here. I've got Done with Ragu and Give It Back. Eh, give It Back's fine. We're done. If we back, start yeah, talking about okay. the ragu, we put it up on the goddamn Instagram. It's like they just never, it's never ending. <laughs> it's never ending. Give it back. Give it, just give it back with an exclamation mark. I quite like that. <laughs> give, yeah. it back. give it back. All of it. Yeah. That's, that was what my sister used to say. She used to torture me by just by just saying over and over again, give it back or take it back. Take it back. Yeah. Take it back. Take it back. I'm like, I yeah, fucking yeah. take it back. <laughs> Mareka, what's your what are your Thanksgiving plans? This is Thanksgiving week. Yeah, we usually go down to my wife's aunt and uncle's place. Her uncle is a tremendously talented cook. Uh, and former chef and everything. And so it's really great to go down there. But we're sick of shit right now. So I don't think we're going to go down there. Oh, um, and yeah. so I'll probably just 
whip some simple, a few different sides and some stuff together. And we'll just do a simple thing here. Um, if for some reason we pull through, then yeah, we'll be down, um, visiting them with a bunch of family. Um, but there's a lot of old people on Sarah's side of the family. So we're trying to even, even a simple cold or whatever this RSV virus. Yeah. You don't, don't go to people's houses. Sick. There's no need. So that's bullshit. Um, yeah, that's, that's our, our plans. The only other thing I got going on this week is that the Montana knives, the culinary knives, this, the new run, it's made out of Magnica. It's getting dropped on Tuesday. So I got to oh. do some, I think I got to go to the shop actually after this and do a little live stream kind of to help promote those things uh, one last time before they actually drop on Tuesday. Um, but it's exciting. It's cool to be part of this thing. And, uh, and do you really need to promote. I mean, he's like, a, I mean, he's selling everything out in seconds. Right, right. Well, just on my because um because the culinary stuff is definitely outside of all the hunting things they do. They're kind of leaning on me a little bit uh more to help with just kind of like getting the word out about these this culinary line to people who are looking specifically for culinary knives. Now, obviously all the hunters cook, but uh, whether or not they care about Do they? Well, the food they harvest, it gets yeah. cooked sometime somewhere. And so um I mean, yeah, so have you noticed that there are other companies? The there's a, there's a, have you noticed that there's another company and another knife making company that's known for like switchblades? Not switchblades, they're known for other, you know, fish, fixed blades. They're kind of like horning in on that whole hunting knife, culinary knife situation. I've been noticing like there's a lot of guys. I don't know if they're, I don't know if it's, it's inspired by, but they're like big knife companies are starting to kind of like edge into, speaking of which into the culinary world and it's just like all right fucking guy why don't you just stick to your goddamn walk <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's a massive market and obviously like culinary knives are used in almost every single household every day of the year around the world and so um i think there's a lot of room but i think it, it's it's weird because i'm seeing people who kind of like <laughs> like a seasoning brand they have their own culinary line right. coming out and it's like you make seasonings like why right. the fuck do you need them are you not doing good with mm. the seasonings like what's going on uh i don't get it but i i'm seeing weird stuff like that and it, it's i it's easy to get twisted up about that but honestly like that kind of stuff is it's just people looking to make some quick cash and they're not something that's going to last and so i think the key for especially custom makers is to just keep doing what you're doing do good work put out good work and you'll be able to keep making knives for a long time and not mm -hmm. to don't don't waste your energy on getting twisted up about stupid shit i've done it plenty of myself yeah, and yeah. i'm just trying to let go of that now because it's pointless yeah if you yeah if you especially get caught up on price because that's just a race to the bottom oh, there's yeah. always going to be somebody always. cheaper you know so yeah just yeah yeah so what's going on then, Jeff, for the week? What's your plans for when? When is Thanksgiving? on Thursday. Thursday, okay. So I'm doing the third annual Black Friday special on Full Blast with Jonathan Porter and Ben Snor, which I'm doing tomorrow, which I'm excited about. Those fucking guys. Porter is like Porter's hilarious. He's like staying away from everything almost, but I mm -hmm. I, I get him on Full Blast to do the Black Friday special with Ben, and I'm going to teach him about New York, which would be fun, and then. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna haul ass. It's David and I got to fucking haul ass. It's it's just it's just, it's almost like insurmountable. But it'll be we'll make it happen. And then when uh, Thursday we're gonna have Thanksgiving. It's just gonna be my 
immediate family and my sister. So it'll be nice and small. And and I'm excited about that. We got to, you know, I fucking, I'm such a fucking dummy. I, I, I don't really, we don't get big turkeys just because it's like, if it's not a lot of people, I'm not, turkey's not the greatest, but it's my wife's favorite holiday. And I was listening to an interview with Neil, Neil Young, and he's talking about how factory farming is just really one of the biggest problems in, in, you know, not only just ethically, but it's the biggest, one of the biggest problems in terms of like carbon footprint. And, and it was very compelling. And I've always hated, I, I hated uh, factory farming to the point. It's probably why I don't eat that much meat because I just kind of don't want to contribute. So I was just like, I was thinking, oh, I'll just get a fucking little nothing turkey at the supermarket. And I'm listening to Neil Young talk about it. I'm just like, I call my wife. I'm like, I'm getting a fucking farm bird. I'm getting a farm bird. I'm no more, no more of this factory farming. And I put it in order. For, I put in a deposit on this goddamn bird. Not, I wanted to get a small bird, twelve pounds. Well, the big, the smallest bird they have is eighteen pounds. Oh, so man. now I have to get a fucking. I have to get this goddamn eighteen pound bird, and it's like, it's very expensive. And I'm just like, me and my fucking ethics. It's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd rather eat tofu oh, than yeah. deal with all this bullshit. So we got we're gonna have a big ass turkey, and we're gonna be eating it for the rest of our lives. <laughs> What's your so, move for yeah. cooking it? Do you do you deep fry it? Do you spagecock it? I think do, you do it in the oven I, on the grill. I'd be honest with you. I think it's all all these new. I've seen a recipe now where you're supposed to smear it with fucking mayonnaise, and that keeps mayonnaise. it ju- juicy. I'm just like, you know what? All these fucking things. It's all bullshit. You just go low and slow, and you've started off hot to get the skin crispy, and then you go low based on the pound price per or size. You know hours per per pound. And then salt, mm-hmm. pepper, and you don't want to throw little herbs. You go throw little herbs. I, I just don't want it to be dry because if you have a good gravy, right. who the fuck cares what it tastes like? So Do- it's like I don't shove shop up. <laughs> I don't stuff shit up its ass, and I don't go fucking nuts. And you know, I don't. I I'm gonna make the juiciest bird you've ever heard of. Do you, Do you, mm. Brian? Is that, no, you don't. Brian. I did that a couple years. For years, I did that, and it's just like. Yeah, I used to get kosher turkeys, and they're already kind of salted. Yes, but I'm not gonna fuck with. I don't even fuck. I mean, I just I don't. I'm gonna pull it out at the right time. I'm gonna let it rest at the right time. It's gonna be seasoned yeah. well. The gravy's gonna be good, and I'm not gonna fuck around. I don't. So, I, I got another question. Go ahead. You, you said you start by crisping up the skin, but right. wouldn't the steam from the the bird cooking soften that skin well over i i misspoke or whatever. i misspoke okay. because what you're supposed to do what you a lot of do you started off at 500 you know 450 degrees for the first i don't know half an hour and then you drop it down and then slowly mm. you know it drops down and turkey skin is always the, shit anyway it's, it's not the like dumbest crisp. fucking like, like chicken skin you can get really crispy but turkey skin is always it is shitty, the stupidest thing of all time the turkey skin it's yeah. just like it's worse than jer- yeah. it's like chewy wise it's like worse than jerky it would be like it's like chewing <laughs> yeah, on, it's like it's chewing just, on it's like mm. chewing on a shoelace this is stupid <laughs> yeah it's just dumb it's not it's the best stupid so i don't yeah. fuck around anymore i don't do all the bullshit that everyone i don't oh you got it I, I went to the supermarket to get some, uh, you know, vegetables and stuff like that. And I, they're selling gallons of peanut oil for all these assholes who are going to burn their fucking porches down oh my God. With, the, with the deep fried. <laughs> Out in the snow. Deep Have you had a deep turkeys, fried turkey yes. before, Mareko? Uh I've had some deep fried turkey before. Yeah, it was good. Was it remarkable? No. Yeah. There you go. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. It's never remarkable. The only thing I ever yeah. made that was remarkable was I smoked a turkey once. Okay. But I like I cut it up and separated it, and then I brined everything, and then I brined it. But it's just like that's not really what people want. People want the roasted turkey. 
I do right. have a funny story. I, my dad used to, when he was alive, he made a big Thanksgiving. Big Thanksgiving was a big deal. And then mm. when I was in culinary school, I would help him. And, and, and then one year I came up and he made this stuffing that was like rocks. Oh, geez. And he said to me, he said, what are you, we're sitting down at the table. And I said, Dad, did you just get a shovel of the gr- driveway put in the fucking, <laughs> in the fucking stuffing? <laughs> Gritty. Oh, he was so mad. I was just like, this is like you fucking went to, with a shovel full of gravel. What the fuck did you do here? So, did he uh, make you leave the table? No. I would have made you leave the pissed. table. No, get the fuck out of here. I was Go like home. In, my, in my fucking 30s. Go ahead. You'd be doing me a favor. Send me <laughs> home, please. I'll fucking leave. He used to take cases of wine from his winery and then leave. No problem. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do, my wife loves Thanksgiving, so we kind of they're going to make mm-hmm. cakes and pi- they're going to make pies, they're going to make crack pie, they're going to make pumpkin pie and all this shit. It's going to be good. Crack swag. Um, what do you know what is... crack? You know about crack pie? Nah. Crack pie is Momofuku has uh, the milk store, and oh, it's mi- uh, yeah. Christina Tosi does this pie, and it's basically like a, it's like a, it's similar, it would be similar to a pecan pie without the pecans. It's hmm. unbelievable. It's okay. unbelievable. My, my kid makes it every year, and it's like the greatest pie of all time. So, take a look at Shout out to Crack Pie. <laughs> what is your favorite side? I'll tell you the best side I ever made that I can't, I don't make anymore. My sister's a, a, a strict vegetarian, so I'm not going to, I mean, everything's, all the sides are going to be very veg, vegetarian. My dad used to do this move where he would say, I just don't say anything. I you know, don't tell anybody. I just, I, it's not vegetarian, but, I, but I, I'm like crazy about that. I hate it when people do that. But I once found a stuffing recipe and it had a pound of Jimmy Dean's breakfast <laughs> sausage uh, in it first. Yeah. That fucking thing was the best thing I'd ever had in my life. <laughs> Sounds like unbelievable. Salt stuffing is stuffing is the, the best, but you should. Yeah, I love good stuffing. Yeah, yeah I heard that's she, what I heard. So she says, that's what I heard. "Hey yo, you love a good stuffing." <laughs> I think we have a new. Craig likes a new stuffing. Craig, uh, Craig likes a good uh, stuffing. Is well, obviously we don't do Thanksgiving here, but we're we're getting ready for Christmas. So we've got, we've got a busy Christmas this year. We've got I'm cooking for eleven oh, oh, Christmas. So. And I love, I love it. Okay. I love it. The Christmas, the more the better. So, my sister's over with her partner and their kids, and um, Amy's parents are over. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really, really busy Christmas. So, I'm really looking forward to it because for the last few years, it's just been me and Amy and the kids, right. you know. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to it. We're then off skiing on Boxing Day, all of us Ooh. as well. So that'll be fun. The Swiss Alps. So, no, in France, here in France, it's only sort of. 90 minutes away the ski resort okay. so um we're going for sort of four or five days um so yeah it's just lots to look forward to for christmas so uh, yeah i'm buzzing already and i'm thinking do you have a, you know, you have a menu in place already or no it's, it's sort of i'm trying to work it out in my head what we're doing but um yeah we need to go out and buy a new table first of all because we haven't got a table <laughs> big enough so um yeah it's, it's gonna be i'm really looking forward to it it's gonna be it's gonna be cool five weeks today Ugh, stop yeah, reminding everybody all the all the podcast <laughs> all the all the listeners are just the knife makers are just like oh jesus christ don't remind us <laughs> can yeah. i can i say one last thing before we cut it if you got your turkey still in the freezer and this is monday oh, i should have cut oh. you off then i should have cut you off then, <laughs> dude you're screwed i was talking to the i was get at the that super- fucker out now <laughs> i was at the supermarket and i was we were getting everything but the turkey, and I was talking to the shopping, the, the woman, uh, you know, scanning everything. And I said, well, what's the busiest day of the year for you guys? Because Saturday wasn't crazy. And she goes, oh, Monday's going to be nuts. 
And she said, let me tell you, if you buy a frozen turkey on Monday, it will not be thawed by fucking Thursday. So it was just like, wow. she's like, everybody does that. I think that the maker community could fucking defrost a, a fucking turkey. Oh, yeah, a cold water bath will do it. A I hot think. water bath. Give them a fucking, give well, them the fucking, whatever. Too, yeah. but uh, people Low heat and even put heat. Put it in even heat, <laughs> you know? There you go. Get your fucking forge going. <laughs> send us your uh, if you're listening to this podcast. Send us your uh, Thanksgiving. Uh... Eh, don't send us anything. Send it to Cyprus. Send it to Cyprus. <laughs> send, it to Cyprus. <laughs> send it to Cyprus. Send it to Cyprus. <laughs> you know, he, he, he needs something to listen to. Right, one hour forty-five. We've given you enough entertainment. Take it, this give week. it back. We'll be back next yeah. week with another ninety minutes of solid gold. Bye for now. You can can bring you down Same old sights and sounds Same old stories going round This town can bring you down This town ain't what it seems Got ambition, not the means The streets are paved with lottery dreams This town ain't what it seems
This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.